What's up, everybody? It's Jeffrey Lyles. Welcoming you to another edition of Lyles Movie Files. So, as you see right now, I'm by myself. Jay's going to pop in soon. Chief is under the weather, so we got to send our well wishes to him in case he just so happens to be watching out there on the realms of YouTube, Facebook, etc., etc. So, while Jay's loading up, let's say what's up to everybody here in the chat. What's going on? 80s kid from the 90s. Jeff Jason Chief Boosters TV show is going to be comedy gold. I can only hope. Blake Tarfley says, yo, yo, Jeff Jason Chief. James Green is in the building as well. It's David Thanos. What's up, fellas? Ryan Daly. What's up, movie crew? What's up, Ryan? Afton Child is here. What's up, man? Get well, Chief. Exactly. Snake Eyes, I'm back and feel good. Great to hear. I know you, you've had some interesting last couple of weeks, so I'm glad to hear that everything is up and up. Jamelin Parks, I'm here. I'm here. I'm glad you are because we're talking about the subject that you brought on to me for uh, just, just yesterday. It was on Instagram. So as always, just a recommendation. And if there's something you want us to talk about, feel free to send us or send me a uh, a direct message, email. I think you all have it by now. So just hit me up on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter if you need to. Um, you know, because I'm always open for ideas for episodes from this one and figure files. So don't be afraid. Go for it. Oh, man. 80s, the test positive for COVID. I hope you feel better, man. I know it's still rough out there for everybody. Dang, people still testing positive for that crap. Yeah, David, it is. It's still out there and still messing up with everything for people so well jace loads up let's talk about a few things andre brower died that sucked it's terrible to hear that news so yes yeah, it's, it's just wild i feel like we have lost a ton of celebrities in 2023 it's one of those deals where i have to take a look you know in a couple more episodes because there's only just a few more weeks left in 2023 and just break down all these people that we lost I think Jace is trying to get on stage. Let's see what's up with his camera, though. Hey, there you go. You weren't showing up in the bottom. I don't know what's going on. Really? Oh. Yeah, it was weird. It was just white. What's up, bro? Shot. What's going on, guy? Are what's you sufficiently recovered from the Christmas party? Yes, it was a Christmas party. Are you recovered from it? I mean, Wednesday Christmas parties tend to get wild. Uh, I don't think anyone's ever said that ever. Sorry. Probably not. We're just talking about Andre Brower. Unfortunate loss of yet another great superstar. I don't think the cause has been revealed yet. They said a, a brief illness. Yeah, they just said brief. Yeah. That's all they said was like brief illness. I think it's probably kind of respecting the family. I don't think they said what was going on. <laughs> Thank you. I mean, I, 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 you know, I always go to Lyle's movie. I mean, I go to Lyle's figure files and I see the views there. I'm glad somebody actually come see me. So, I, I, no. Thanks, thanks, Ryan. <laughs> yeah, I think he was 61, Blake. It, it was wild. Yeah. It was like, no, we could have lost him already. Yeah. And so many great roles. Was, and he was actually a really great um, voice actor, too. I don't know if anybody remembers. Like, he did Dark Side for the Superman and... Public Enemies, right? Yeah, Public Enemies. Yeah. He was really good in that role, too. So, sucks to see him. Yeah. You know, that young. I don't care what you say. 
All right, so I'm not even sure where I want to go in with all the, the news before I get into what we're talking about. But I'm really uh, happy, curious to get your take on this. Jennifer Love, you had said she'd for sure return for I Know What You Did Last Summer sequel. Would you want to see a sequel to that? I mean, I kind of feel like I love those movies, those two, just like I did the Scream films, and Scream is still rolling. And I feel like they could do a pretty clever new version of I Know What You Did last summer, you know, with way more technology and cell phones and, and all kinds of apps that would make it harder and make the horror mm-hmm. thrills element so much more, you know, it, they could really make that feel fresh in a movie that was done, what, back in the mid-90s? Yeah, that was right after, that was after Scream. I think if you almost had to scheme Scream writers, to help it go along, like, hey, we see the same pit. I mean, we see where technology, like I said, we see where technology went, but we can actually make this really updated. And because it's updated, it actually adds to the thrill factor of the movie. So I think I'm actually excited for like that idea of her having kids, like her and uh, Freddie Prince Jr. Jr. Like they're relaxed. They never had to deal with this in either. Because I'm sorry. Let me ask you, what do you think? Do you think pass it to the next generation or let them do it? You know, I, I'm, I am, as you know, experienced, but it's just one of those deals where it's like, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I think it'd be weird seeing them as the parents and them kind of on the back burner while younger, hotter, younger kids are running around getting into the same drama, but it probably would make a lot of sense for them to be the ones out partying. And that there, I feel like adults would have a different way of dealing with something like that, as opposed to teenagers who would be like, let's do something crazy. And as audience, we believe it because teens do crazy stuff. Yeah. Like, I mean, like, remember the first movie where you had like Ryan Felipe, like out of the trunk. I mean, you can't get that with adults in let's in their forties. Like we, we, we go out and have fun, but, we can't party like we used to. So I think having a younger generation could make a really fun movie. Blake says, I know what you did. It needs the grown-ups or kids on a lake house. Do it. Make it happen. I was going to say, you know what I'm thinking? Like grown-ups meets I, I, I know what you did last summer. It could be interesting. Chamberlain says she might return, but I don't know if the audiences will. With that said, I'll watch her in pretty much anything. Yes. Um, yeah. Were you, were you a party five fan, Jamie? Um, I, I if he says he uh, will watch anything, I'm pretty sure he he's been around for a while. Yeah, hey, Jace, I can deal. Ryan says, <laughs> "Did you think I forgot what you did all those summers ago?" <laughs> no, I still remember. That's full title. We might have to shrink it down for the Hulu fans. <laughs> all right, '80s has been watching. I don't know why the mouse is going so slow today. Been watching some Seinfeld today. Great. I've been. I haven't watched any comedy on these streamers so long. Seinfeld's probably the one that holds up. Kids Incorporated. Wow. Wow. I didn't know she was on that. Hmm. (laughs) You didn't know that one, did you? No, I really didn't. I was like, that that tracks, but yeah. I would would watch that movie, though. I'm not even going to fake. All right, so... Let's talk about news that I'm I'm really upset the chief is not going to be able to take part in. No, it's not. You just want him to rant, don't you? Huh? 
You just want him to rant, don't you? Well, I, I wanted to hear his thoughts on Tommy DeVito. I'm not going to lie on that. I really <laughs> wanted to hear him, his thoughts on, on Tommy, Tommy's agent. And, you know, he, he's he's almost becoming as prolific on social media as Taylor Swift. I was going to say, like, if you're Tommy DeVito, I don't actually have to win games at this point. I'm going to be a so I can have one year. I'm going to be a social media influencer for the next five years. So I'm good. I mean, Tom, Tommy's like a movie, maybe maybe a lot more so than Brock Purdy. They're going to be they're going to watch. They're going to set the movie like many years after Brock Purdy's won several Super Bowls and have young Tommy DeVito watching. We're going to play. We're going to take some liberties with the timeline. I mean, if we got got a bright side movie, I mean, blind side movie, Tommy DeVito, you know, hey, his his agent alone. When we saw his agent, we're like, that is his agent. Like, yeah, I mean, it's like that's his family. We are so cool with that. Yes. That is the story. We want it. This is my cousin Vinny as a football story. Come on. It's going to be great. So I can't wait for that. But anyway, speaking of other things, and again, which I wish the Chief was here for, we have finally confirmed that Nicholas Holt will be playing Lex Luthor in Superman Legacy. I'm kind of digging the way James Gunn interacts. He he lets these rumor fires go maybe a month, if that, and then he'll go, all right, listen, that's not happening. That is happening. I, I like that as opposed to these official studio proclamations that take forever. And it's been like five months after everybody knew. And he's like, yeah, got a picture with him. Like, yeah, he's going to be amazing. And he's going to be amazing. I just need Nicholas to do one little thing. Can you imagine what that one little thing would be? Shake his head? He's got to shave it. He's got Yeah, it's like, you need a shave bald cap. Like, I don't want to see, like, what happened with Superman and Lois's. Well, he's he's gonna shave his head, but he's not really bald. He just doesn't want. He, he's in the he's in the, he's in the clink. So yeah, he's gonna shave his head. Like no, I need bald chrome dome Lex Luthor. Like that is his insecurity. I need that built in. Damn, I mean, we need the full chrome dome for him. It's like, and I think, oh gosh, I think when you did it, when the rumors started, when you saw him from uh, Furiosa, I mean Mad yeah. Max, it's like You're that's very rude. Like that was a good like that's a good look for Nicholas. So having him do that, I think is a good idea. But I, going back to your other point, I think having James Gunn as a studio head, I mean, is a very good thing because he can interact with the fans. You don't have to let too many rumors go wrong. But he can also say, "Hey, if you want to go on another rumor, cool. But I'm going to shut this one down so we don't you don't go down too many rabbit holes because I want you guys." To kind of have a puzzle guessing into it, but not so left field that you're going to be disappointed when it doesn't happen. It's like, no, that's the wrong way. Go this way. So, as he's known to do, Gun was on threads recently and was talking about, you know, all the different characters that are going to be showing up in Superman Legacy. We've got Green Lantern, Guy Gardner cast, Metamorpho, Supergirl might show up. Mr. Terrific's there. You know, Jimmy Olsen's going to be there. Mercy. A pretty sizable amount of characters. And, you know, some people were going, um, what's up with the cast, man? And, and Gunn said the whole point was it's not a large film. I mean, not in terms of cast. It's normal for single protagonist films to have other characters, much more unusual for them not to. And he said he takes issue with some superhero movies leaning too heavily in what he would call cameo porn. 
it's been one of the worst elements of recent superhero films. The characters in the film, they have to have a reason to be there story-wise. I don't mind actual cameos if it's a glimpse or a moment, an Easter egg. But what bothers me is when they mangle an elegant story by shoehorning characters in. They aren't there because the story calls for it, but for some other reason. It's fine if it doesn't disrupt the story. It's a plot contra it's the plot that develops from a cameo, not the cameo itself. Thoughts. Okay, that's very I'm not gonna say that's a shot at Dawn of Justice, but sounds like a shot at Dawn of Justice. Not, not gonna lie. I like the idea of having characters in there. You know who their names are. Very much similar similar to what happened in what was it, Justice League, the original, like when you see the full cut, you see it's Amadeus, it's, you have Adam, you have so many characters that should have gone somewhere, but they did not like revolve on like, oh, this is so-and-so. So what, what do you about to say, Jeff? No, no, that was just... <laughs> no, but I, I, li- I like kind of having cameos so you, the people in the know like, oh, that's that's Guy Gardner. Oh, that's cool to see him. But you don't have to admit that's Guy Gardner to have a 10-minute scene about Guy Gardner. But, oh, what's Lex and Mercy going to do next film? I like kind of introducing these people exist in the world, but they don't. this whole movie doesn't revolve around them. So I think that's a good idea. Ryan says, I hope Lex isn't the big bad of the movie. I like them to take a break for him to showcase more soups villains like the Parasite, Metallo, the Ultra Humanite. Same. I mean, he's he's Lex Luthor, and they can kind of maneuver him in a way differently than the X-Men films. Just fell onto the Magneto and Mystique crush where is it really an X-Men movie if Magneto and Mystique aren't there? And and to a lesser degree, the same deal with the Thor films where Loki had to be in everyone until Love and Thunder. Maybe that was like, a, hey, this isn't going to be good because there's no Loki. Mm-hmm. So they're kind of interesting the way things have gone with this. And uh, let's see here. Where would you, Ryan, where would you like to see, who would you like to see as a big bad? Because I think I like your idea of not having Lex is the big bad. Very much like similar to... Super, I mean, Lex Luthor in the Superman animated. Lex was there, but it was never that big bad. It was always dark side. So where would you like to see it go? I mean, super, I mean Luthor can be a prickly billionaire. Hmm. And, and he can be a bad guy on that level. He doesn't have to be the main, I'm fighting Superman because I'm jealous. He could do all kinds of stuff to undermine him on the low level. Where and then like the sequel or even the third film, oh man, it's been Luther all along. Yeah. And that would be fine because Superman has so many great villains. I kind of like the idea of Ultra Humanite as a villain. Maybe in the second one, where we can kind of go like, oh man, we have a big albino gorilla running around here as a villain. I think that'd be wild okay. and nuts to see on the big screen. Okay, like so I've seen Ultra Humanite in a couple different facets. Where do where do you say like the? Because I I mean last time I remember was from uh, Star Girl, mm-hmm. and I thought that was a very cool portrayal of Ultra Humanite. Where do you see him, Jeff? I mean, shoot, he was great in Justice League, the cartoon. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's he's such a cool villain, and you know, they they have so many great characters in DC, and I think they have better characters to work with like here 
here's a character, put him in there. More so than Marvel, because Marvel started getting into this thing of, let's just do another version of the character. And I know that sounds kind of weird, mm. but I feel like DC established the other versions of characters with the multiverse where Marvel's just like, here, here's everybody. We're going to have multiple Hawkeyes, multiple Spider-Men, multiple Captain Marvels. It just got confusing, a little bit convoluted, multiple Captain Americas. And it was just too much. But they have random characters like Ultra Humanite. You can just plop in there. Bam. Hey, we've got Parasite. Now, I don't know if Parasite's a full movie villain, unless you wanted to go more of a horror route. That's something you could do. I mean, there's so many characters. I think if they wanted to go wild, I think a great way to approach Superman would be to have a halfway villain. And then another half villain, like we have Toy Man through the first half of the movie. And then, oh, man, he's been, you know, under the thumb of Brainiac or something where it's like just wild. They just You're thinking kind of similar to Dark Knight Rises. I'm sorry, Dark Knight, the Dark Knight, where you have technically the Joker. And yeah. then after it is Harvey Dent. Yeah. So Ryan says Parasite is good for a fight or two, but can't. Yeah. Movie. I agree. Unless they went like a super Night of the Living Dead kind of vampire or zombie parasite character where it's more horror than just the standard parasites leeching a little bit of energy from people fighting Superman and then mm -hmm. rinse, wash, repeat. I think if they did it that way, it would work. I think Luther working with Metallo would work. Yeah, that could work. Mm -hmm. Metallo is a villain who would be a lot of fun. I think the, the one tricky thing for Superman is... The Superman the animated series did an excellent job mm -hmm. with all of those villains. <laughs> and yep. they created you with like live wires, like, yeah, there's another great version, top this of this character. And Ryan mentioned what earlier that I thought was fun. My dream is to see Titan of the Super 8 with Kryptonite Vision. That's silly. I almost feel like that, you know, Superman has a lot of villains that would be really good for a half hour, mm -hmm. 40 minutes, maybe. But I think that's kind of the fun of a Superman movie where you just don't need to have a big bad villain where maybe the premise of the movie is Superman fighting and you kind of break the structure of, hey, here's our plot. Here's the initial encounter with the villain. Here's the final, here's the next fight of the villain where he gets humbled and he needs a boost from mom, Pa Kent, Lois Lane, Lana Lang, and then he goes off and beats the bad guy. Mm -hmm. Even Superman, they just blow that whole formula up and it's like this is a day in the life of superman and wow it's crazy and wild and just mm. have total fun with that concept where they're not locked into here's a formulaic villain that needs to get beat down yeah that might be a good way because it, it you mentioned it perfect because the segue is superman the animated series gave you this really good 30 minute bag like parasite very good for 30 minutes but could you really see a whole movie carried by piracy. We saw that in DC anime when they tried to do it, it was it did not work. It's parasite only has he's a one trick. I got I'm just stealing powers. That's it. But that 30 minute block was good. And like like live wire, live wire was this really good animated 30 minutes. But after that, it was okay. There's not much you can do. There's not much depth there. So having a better character where there is either the building to that next story where this person is the real bad and like i said they're they're working in in, in cahoots with somebody else would be a good way. 
it's never a bad time to say cahoots. Ryan says, oh, Mongo. Mongo and War War would be awesome for a Superman movie. He would, but I feel like he's another one that you shouldn't start off with. He's like a a next level. Yeah, he's he's too high. I think Mongo's Mongo's too powerful, I think. Too powerful. How do you say a character's too powerful well, to fight Superman? Well, I, I I've been like messing around with uh, like a was it uh looking at invincible level powers? Invincible versus Superman or Omni Man, not not a fair comparison. So you gotta give a fun these guys are really powerful, but not stupid powerful. That at the end, if you you have Lex Luthor, so you have to make Lex Luthor feel like a threat when you initiated him as the big bad. So I've got one we have World War there. Oh thanks. I, I do appreciate that. Yes. Yeah, okay. All right. Now I have one that I think is a really intriguing one because he's not a household Superman villain name, but I think the traits of this character would work really well for a villain on screen. And you could get away with him being an opening one because it's an emotional villain. Probably Superman's most emotionally tied, connected villain. And he, he's been neglected for a long time, but I'd love to see him come back, get some shine, and show up. And let's see if this picture will show up, speaking of. Let's see here. It's not cooperating. Let's try that again. Probably Conduit? I've never heard of him. There we go. Conduit. It was there. Oh, it was there. It's weird. Yeah, it was there. Okay, it was just like blank white screen. So what's cool about Conduit is he knows Superman is Clark Kent, and he's one of the few, you know, from all these different reboots and all this stuff back in the post, let's just destroy everything with DC, uh, Infinite Crisis era. Not that I'm hating on that stuff. It's just, you know, they started going wow with the continuity. It was like, I can't keep up. Conduit's a good villain. He's got electrical powers for the most part, but he can kind of go toe-to-toe with Superman, and he's got that personal connection. So you could make him sort of kind of the focus of the movie where he's stalking Superman, and he's jealous, and he's not like the rest of Superman's supporting cast where, oh, man, Clark is so awesome. He's, like, jealous, and we've got this little beef, and he's somebody that... Superman could be, and we learn more about Superman the person through his villain. And that way we could go through all the checkmark origin boxes if you needed to, but told from a different perspective. Okay. I'm not familiar with Conway, but the idea sounds better. So you don't have to worry about over-utilizing your A-level tier bad guys. And you can elevate. I mean, the good thing is with filming, you can elevate somebody to an A-level character, which is what Marvel initially did. Like, Tony Stark was, as you I mean, like we talked before, Tony Stark was a, let's say, B-tail character. No, Tony Stark was an A-list character. But for people who had no idea who any Marvel character outside of Spider-Man and Hulk were, he was a B character. Because maybe everyone else he's a B character. Because it's not about what everybody... I mean, when you're starting a franchise, everybody knows your big three. That's true with most anything. Right. But so, but Iron Man was, eh, 
I don't know about him. I know if you tell me name Marvel characters, I can name you Hulk. I know you Spider-Man. And at that point, he could name Wolverine. Wolverine yeah, but him. once MCU said it, Tony Iron Man was A tier. And that's why at comic books after that, Iron Man's and everything. So if you elevate someone to that level, you can do it. If you just say, we are making this person awesome, not going the kind of I'm not, I'm, I'm not, like, you're not trying to flow like, okay, Carol, Carol, uh, Captain Marvel's A tier. You're going to say, hey, this bad guy's A tier. And you're like, okay, we'll accept that a little more. Chamberlain is right there with me. Kata was a very underrated villain. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, great minds. That That's funny. And Kenny Great, Kenny Braverman, so underused. He is. He's like such an awesome character. And He's one of those that I just feel like DC writers can be like, yo, let's bring this guy off the mothballs. He's really good. He didn't even fight Superman. They didn't do this whole thing of let's build him up. And he just was like that. And it was such a great backstory. You definitely should check it out. Okay. And let's see here. Snake Eyes said, I like to see Jensen Ackles as Batman. I'm not going to disagree on that one. I feel like a lot of Superman villains work that way. Parasite, Metallo, etc. Brainiac. Yes, Brainiac. Uh, Brainiac is Brainiac's a full. Brainiac is your full movie. Like you yeah. have when you introduce Brainiac. Like Brainiac is somebody you introduce at the end of the movie, and then you understand. Like if you're doing world building, you can't. You have to leave clues of Brainiac in every movie, and then the next Superman movie, the full on Superman movie, is Brainiac. You know, I'm wondering when you said it like that, world building and setting things up. Brainiac could be a really great hat to introduce multiple characters in the DC universe. And, you know, kind of like the collector. And he's almost the level where if you hyped him up just a tad, he can fight your Justice League. And so Ryan's like, Jeff, that's the idea. Legends of Superman. Making an anthology of three 40-minute Superman stories or different villain stories. Could do a four-room style with different directors. That sounds like a fun idea, too. I mean, it's just there are lots of possibilities, and I feel like the DC movies could really benefit from breaking the formula that they originally helped set up and establish. Because I think there's some room for more creativity with DC characters than Marvel ones. Well, that's why a movie like Eternals just did not land, because it's like, what are you doing? This is not the MCU formula. But I think... They could potentially have done something different like that with the DC universe as it's still being formed and coming together. So yeah, I, I think. Okay. All right. So yes, and I and since I have no, no one's gonna hate on me for saying this. This is what this is why why like an all star Superman makes sense when you like hey you everybody knows Superman is awesome. So let's give you these anthology of stories. Rain's taking on bad guys. This, like I said, it's day in the life. Superman has to deal with this, and still goes home to Lois or toss to Lois, whatever the deal is. I think that could work really well. What if Lobo works for Dark Side? Good, like that. David Thanos says if he goes storytelling, Brainiac would be my choice. Yes, for sure. I mean, that was that was uh, Henry Cavill. He was like, "Can you guys give me Brainiac? Because that would give me like." Instead of worried about Darkseid, this is a really good story. Like, let me have this. So I think all of us will be down with that. 
they need to bring in Bizarro and treat him seriously. Now that's that's definitely a character who who tends to skew a little bit more of a jokey character. But in Infinite Crisis, he was sort of kind of childlike, but like this kid who had no idea that oh, it's like the Ray, Shiny Man, and I'm just beating up Shiny Man. Oh, Shiny Man is not shining anymore. Where he's kind of a he could be portrayed in a lot of different ways, and it's really just a matter. I think he's definitely a character. If you throw him in there, Luther has to be the one setting him up on the path to go after Superman. Yeah. And in that case, maybe you hold Bizarro off a little bit longer so he can we can build up that Luther hate Superman thing for a little bit longer. I was like Bill, Bill like what was it? Uh Red Hood and the Outlaw. Brainiac, I mean Bizarro was very mistreated like he was not a joke. He was he just had a difference. And I think that would be if you were going to introduce Bizarro, which again, most people know about Bizarro, I think you could do it. You just have to wait for that second movie. The thing with Brainiac, though, is that he can work on many levels and in many forms. Brainiac can be introduced to green skin and get defeated. Mm-hmm. He can come back later as a weird alien Terminator. Oh, yeah. Yes to all of that. So maybe Brainiac comes through and he spots Luther's this super magnetic personality. I'll portray myself like Lex Luther and shave my head. Maybe we have Nicholas Holt do a, a dual role where he's Brainiac and Luther. And he shows up. We get him in the shorts. I kind of want him in the shorts because that's Brainiac in the white boots and the purple. You, you want uh, super? I mean, for Super Friends, huh? I mean, uh, challenge is Super Friends, Brainiac. That's what I want. And <laughs> then finally, Brainiac can be a huge, all-powerful virus with multiple bodies. Let's do it. Blake says, "I have to admit, I don't know Bizarro's origin, but what if he was a Kryptonian that a mad scientist created, a la Frankenstein? I think Bizarro." In, in John Burns' Man of Steel, which I really like his origin for, he took some skin cells of Superman and we're like, all right, let me make this. And every time he tried to create a clone, it didn't work. And one finally worked. And then once it got exposed to the air, it started shedding its skin and getting white. And he didn't fight Superman very long because his body was decomposing. It was kind of this tragic story. He came to the Daily Planet. Because he had Clark Kent's DNA. He was like, I'm supposed to be here. And he started reaching for some glasses. And, and Superman's like, whoa, I got to get you out of here pronto. Before mm-hmm. all these people, specifically Lois Lane, figures out who you're supposed to be. So it was really cool. I definitely recommend Man of Steel, at least the first trade. I think that would now still be the first six issues. Definitely worth checking out. It also includes a Batman and Robin cameo, too. So Was that in the 90s? Because I, I kind of remember that story. Right after Crisis. I don't even know. Okay, yep. Yeah, I was like, I remember that story. <laughs> that was good. Yeah, so definitely one way to go with that. And I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what James Gunn does with Superman. So uh, in other news, more sequel-type stuff, George Clooney teases a good script for another Ocean sequel. And um, he said another one could be in the works as he has a good script in his hands. And hmm. he and Steven Soderbergh are thinking more heist films could be coming. And he mentioned this to Uproxx in an interview. We have a really good script for another Oceans now, so we may end up doing another one. It's actually a great script. And he doesn't really know how he's going to, what they're going to call it. And, you know, we've already lost a couple members of the Oceans gang. So it's, it's this weird thing where it's like, oh, man, we're, we don't have all this crew anymore. So mm-hmm. really should see what they do with it. 1987 on that Man of Steel. Gosh, 
the time feels so long ago. And geez, I'm yeah, watching 1987 long. wrestling. That's wild. How long ago the DC Universe got revamped for the very first time? So crazy. What are your thoughts on another Oceans? And I guess this means that we're going to just act like Danny was faking his death in Oceans 8. Sorry, what? Sorry. <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about. And, and truthfully, I really have no idea what you're talking about. Oh, gosh. Keep it that way. I, yeah. <laughs> I think there's always Oceans. Oceans is a the fun movie, good ensemble, and especially remember like the end of Ocean's 13, where it's like, hey, you really are feeling like you're in, hanging out with the Rat Pack, New Age Rat Pack. They're just having fun making a movie, making you laugh. And at the end of it, they're having drinks, having pool, and, I mean, playing some poker and having a good time. I think there's always an area where we want to go see that. So I think we most people would be like, you got Ocean 14 or Ocean 13? We're, we'll sign up for that. I think it will work. So that that's good to know. And, and a good soundtrack too, which I mean, that is that is the key. If you can't give me a good soundtrack, I got a problem. But if you can give me a, what was it was it Ocean's Eleven soundtrack, that thing was awesome. Ocean's Twelve. No, what was the, what was the middle movie? Ocean's Twelve. Yeah, Ocean's Twelve. If you can give me an Ocean's Twelve soundtrack, perfect. Like that's that's what I need to actually get really invested in another Ocean's book. A really good soundtrack. All right. I, I, <laughs> I'm going to talk about two things real fast. First okay. up, Adam Driver, you know, all, all the actors are like, finally, I can talk about everything that I've been holding back for all these months. And he's talking in this interview with Deadline about J.J. Abrams' original vision for Kylo Ren was completely changed. And this is shocking to me because those, those, that trilogy was so well thought out. But um, Driver's saying that uh, the original thing was that Kylo Ren was not going to be redeemed. He was going to be the most vulnerable and weak member of the dark side. And he, by the last movie, he was going to be the most committed to the dark side. And Driver said, I tried to keep that arc in mind, regardless of that wound up not being the journey anyway, because it changed while shooting. But I'm still focused on that. So, oh boy. Yeah, he said, so that last one, it changed into being, you know, about them and the dyad and things like that and evolving into Ben Solo. That was never part of it. He was Ben Solo from the beginning, but there was never a version where we'd see Ben Solo when I first signed up for it. So that's really intriguing that, uh, <laughs> that, that even Adam Driver's Low-key throwing out shots like, um, yeah, we don't need this. I'm still trying to figure out if they're going to do the whole new Daisy Ridley trilogy like you didn't. It didn't happen. I think that's probably the better way to go. Just don't watch this, that whole garbage you saw. And Ray is now the Jedi Master. I think that's probably the better way to go. Because trying to make sense of that first post, you know, Return of the Jedi sequel doesn't make sense. So let's just, Daisy Ridley is the new Jedi Master and go with that. <laughs> Ryan says, that it deserved a co-writer credit on The Rise of Skywalker. That whole movie was a reaction to reactions to reactions. Yeah. Yes, it was. And and then, was it the final one was, was that, that was The Rise of Skywalker. It was, yeah. gosh, I mean, it just, they had just stuck to one idea. 
it would have been so much better. Like they could have come up with a story. And I'm like, eh, I don't like all these directions, but at least I understand how I got there. Well, I mean, like if you if after most of damn what was the first one? The Force Awakens. All right. So Jedi, Force Awakens had its own vision, and then Rise of Skywalker. Whoa, 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 whoa. The Force Awakens had its own vision of being a remake of a New Hope. Yeah, which again, I, I again, we talked about that after watching the movie. I saw this movie, basically my first movie watched. I, I kind of ruined this, and you're trying to act like this isn't the thing. It's okay. Well, when you had Rise of Skywalker, Rise of Skywalker tried to break a mold. I did not like that mold that you tried to break. But it was a new vision. We were like, okay, if this is the direction you want to go, go for it. I will not hate on you for trying something new. When you told me, tell me the whole story, I may hate it, but commit to it. When they didn't commit to it to that random third, it was none of this makes sense. Don't bring don't bring Palpatine back. It makes no sense. You didn't commit to anything. Even like JJ. Adam Driver, when he said, oh, this wasn't the original thing I signed up for. They didn't commit to anything. <laughs> like, Ben Solo, nothing. Like, not a Ben Solo's arc made sense. It was, I mean, he had a lot of screen time, but what are you, you killed your father to get redeemed by the girl you really don't know. You didn't get redeemed by Luke. You got by the other side of the dyad. Why did I do this? Why did I do this? You've taken me down a path where I can't follow. And I'm just, I don't, every time I do this, I'm like, that that trilogy of movies makes no sense. And I I should have listened to you. We don't talk about Star Wars Episode 7, 8, 9. Half of them, you're right. And uh, we we try. And Blake says, there was a Star Wars Episode 7, 8, 9. I mean, and the funny thing, and, and, and a real joke about it is the... Mandalorian, Ahsoka is all trying to get you there. But they have to really contend with the movies. And once they get you, they will walk you up to seven and it's like, okay, how do we get to seven to eight? And then they're like, I have no flipping idea. Oh, no. Yeah, I- I'm good. I'm-, I'm perfectly fine. Whatever Dave is like, this is it. I'm <laughs> like, thank you. This is it. Ryan says the Rise of Skywalker is objectively dumb, but I still enjoy watching it because Daisy Ridley and Adam Driver are awesome. I, They're you know, awesome in spite of that movie being terrible. Yeah, I mean, as I, I always say, I really hate the fact that the fans like took backlash against the actors. The actors did their job. We can all actors can only do the material. If you want to hate on anybody, hate on the writers, hate on the creator. I mean, all the creative. The creative was horrible on that. But the actors, they did a good job. They hey, you 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 did the heck out of Ray, who couldn't have a lightsaber fight with Anakin after his first day. Good job. Like Anakin, Padawan Anakin would have done. Ahsoka would have destroyed you. Like, like there's no doubt. Like, she just arrived the other day. Hey. Padawan Ahsoka would have. Padawan the, Ahsoka. The two of them would have murdered both of them. I don't care what. Murderized her. Yeah. Like, Anakin's Padawan would be like, I'm sorry. I thought you guys were training the Force. What the heck are y'all doing? Like, come on. What are you all even doing? All right. Like, you have no idea what you're doing. Like, get out of here. I don't know why I did that either. All right. Here. More news on Captain America, Brave New World. The They've gotten Matthew Orton to do some additional 
help padding of the script. So he is um he's also been working on he was he worked as a consulting producer for Moon Knight. So I, I know um I was excited about that. And so he's gonna be working on material, it's gonna be shot in additional photography, and it's gonna take place either this spring or summer, because don't forget, Brave New World is not coming out until February 14th, 2025. You get no love from Marvel Studios with this, but they're trying to make darn sure that they don't drop the ball with this one. What are your thoughts? Okay. I'm a, I'm a challenge you fear. Reshoot scared the hell out of me. I'm not. They've done this with all these movies. I mean, they do, but it's when they say they announce like, two years in advance we're doing reshoots because the story's not connecting or whatever, that scares the heck out of me. But, uh, see, the problem is, I think they've had all these issues with everybody just going rogue. Not Rogue One, just going rogue with the scripts, doing whatever the heck they wanted to do, with very little oversight. And I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Our golden goose, our golden egg is starting to turn a little copper. We need Mm -hmm. to fix that. We need a little shine back on this thing. We're going to nitpick the heck out of all this stuff to make sure it stands up to audiences and to us because if all these youtube dudes out here saying and women are saying this stuff is trash we need to figure out what the heck's going on and that means we're going to look over all this stuff and if the scene doesn't work we're going to reshoot it we're going to scrap it we're going to fire the writing team and have a whole new crew come through okay but if you you were to if i told you all that and then i said the guys at the moon nighter handle it handle it what would you think He's a consultant producer. I mean, I think they can have good ideas. I mean, they're hopefully not going to have Sam talking to Kenoshu. I mean, if so, we might be in for some problems. But I think we'll be okay. And Ryan was like, hey, listen, Jace. I agree with you, except for Benicio Del Toro. His character is more annoying than 100 Jar Jars. Okay. I, I mean, I, I don't know if you remember, like, me, me and Javon. Rolita, is this this is Benicio del Toro because we used to watch uh, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas, and this is the best y'all gave us of Benicio del Toro. He had no freaking idea. What was the point of this dude? Like for thirty, sorry, <laughs> this might not be water here, folks. And the fact I wasted thirty minutes of that Canto whatever the hell place was made no damn sense. That was horrible. That was, as I said, that was bad right. Benicio said, hey, I'll be in a Star Wars movie. How much is that check? Give me the money, Ethan. I'll take the money, Ethan. Hey, and and that's going to be on TNT how many times? I'll take it. What does this character do? I don't flipping now. Okay. Is it a three-day weekend? Let's put it on TNT. Jalen says, I like those movies. Wait, those are supposed to be episodes seven, eight, nine in order? That's crazy. That that's really funny. I mean, I, again, I as I always do. I want to go. I probably I want to go to Star Wars Celebration at least twenty twenty five, or maybe like Star Wars Celebration twenty thirty one. I want to see people give me that. You know what? The sequel trilogy was really underrated. I'm like, please, please tell me how does this. Every movie makes sense. I mean, this trolling does not make sense. Like, there's bad storytelling. It's not anything else. It's 
bad storytelling. <laughs> Again, and the funny thing is, Ryan Johnson makes a great dag on Glass Onion. Like, give me that movie. Like, I love those movies. But Star Wars, he's like, I'm deconstructing this. Are you sure you want to hire me? Yeah, sure. Do you know what deconstructing means? Man, we think it means okay. Like, uh, let me check. Let me check. Google. How, oh, everybody liked your Looper movie. <laughs> okay, thanks. Pay me the money. All right. So that that's that's it. And and Jalen says reshoots are very common. Really, these days we just hear about them more due to the internet. They can be a bad sign, but they're often blown out of control, particularly with genre films. Yeah. Hey, Jamelin, if you want to get Jace fired up, get him talking about the sequel trilogy. That is his boom dynamite stick. I just go, okay, this just makes no sense. I have to walk away. Jace will be like, let me let me get this thing going here. I'm gonna You know, I, I, I like logic. I love logic. Logic makes the world go so smoothly. Like it's math and it works so smoothly. The sequel trilogies are so illogical that it pisses me off every time i try not to get this but it's like it makes no dang sense that was funny because when ryan was like benicio del toro's character is more annoying than a hundred jar jars it was funny because i'm like actually after clone wars i don't really find jar jar that annoying and now i liked his episodes that he was in and i thought they used him perfect in attack of the clones this guy yes. is the whole reason everything goes down and it's like we establish him as a you know not the most savvy intelligent strategist and he gets worked hard by palpatine and, oh. lost and, and the thing is it's not just it's it's not just jar jar everybody's like hey if palp if if amadala was done she would do this exact same thing because he's the senator from our home world so it makes sense for jar jar to make that dumb move because it's not actually a dumb move. You don't know you're getting played. It doesn't sound like a bad move. No, it's like, hey, that's I would I would support my home senator, who's the chancellor. Hey, I need we we all think this is the right way to go, and we're all getting played. Versus a no one understands we're getting played. And hey, how you doing? Hey, how you doing? Uh, hey, I know you haven't heard from me in forty years, but hey, I'm back here. Ready to make the world? I'm about to take over the galaxy again. We, hey, how you moved doing? on from this. We moved on. <laughs> Freaking hell. All right, I, I have to mention a movie that I watched this uh, week. So I had to go to the dentist, and the great thing about my dentist is she plays. You know, she has a little TV, so while you're sitting up getting your, you know, the mouth wide open, she's got the TV going so you can watch Netflix. And I was like, oh, perfect. You know, I had to sit in there for a minute, and I knew it was going to be a while. And I was like, oh, I watched the Mahershala Ali. No, the Jet way I did it. Mahershala Ali, Julia Roberts, Ethan Hawke movie, Leave the World Behind. Okay. You got the Jet reference, right? Yeah, I almost, yeah. Oh, you watched it? I, I No, and, and I did get the Jet. Like I said, the Jet reference is like, hey, here's uh, Vivica Fox in Batman and uh, <laughs> Batman and Robin. That's the worst. <laughs> Oh, so you saw this movie? I did. I watched the last oh, movie. Oh, awesome. What do you think of this movie? I like it. The ending? I, I, I was I was talking to my wife. I'm like, okay, what are, where are you going to go? Because I... <laughs> oh, oh. I'll let you go ahead, good sir. Feel free. Uh, okay. 
So I can talk I, in non-spoiler terms with this. Uh, that's something I gotta kind of do non-spoiler work. I thought the acting was good. I thought the vagueness of the plot kind of gave you this overwhelming dread, but we don't know what's going on. And then when they kind of let you know what's going on, there may be an element of you're not as satisfied because you don't know what's going on. But the acting and makes kind of, the acting kind of makes up for the are you sure you don't want to kind of leave a couple extra breadcrumbs to figure out what the movie is really about? I mean, I just want to say what you're saying is not logical. It could be true. It, it could be true. Because I, I really did not. I didn't like Marshall Ali's daughter at all. Like, all right. So so two two things to start. I'll, I'll go with my, my biggest beast. The movie's like three hours. It's, like it's not three hours. It's long. <laughs> it is it's it's like the anti Captain Mar- the Marvels. <laughs> Sick man, you're right. So bleak. Yeah, and, 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 but my okay, issue but is with the ending is not bleak. That's the thing. The ending is kind of gets you where it's not bleak. It's no, okay. No, 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 no. You know, because no, because I we're gonna say this non-spoiler. Look, the there is at the end of the world, there's still hope. Like there's hey I didn't see Princess Leia I didn't see Luke Skywalker I'm gonna tell you what my issues with the movie were it it demanded you spend all this time like basically a football game worth of time watching a movie where very little is happening that pays off so it's like okay you can do all this stuff but eventually you need to tell me the kid was seeing dead people and. You need to give me that payoff where it's like, oh, wow, it all comes together. I felt like I was watching an M. Night Shyamalan movie where he was in his phase of, I have to put in a twist, but I'm going to come up with a lousy one. So good luck. And everybody was like, this sucks because the ending was so bad. And you would go into M. Night Shyamalan movie going, all right, man, I'm ready for it. Oh, the, the, the finale, the payoff wasn't great. So the movie sucked. This one was a movie where it was like, you're building everything up that this payoff needs to absolutely deliver. And I was so pissed off watching the end of this movie. I'm like, okay, they like, y'all are really getting to the end of this. And I need this ending to land. And it's looking like one of those planes from earlier. Okay. So I'm going to say this. I, I watched this like Friday. My wife was literally watching it with me. And uh-huh. after the night, she was on her phone. Yeah, so, yeah. Very, very honest. I I like the movie because I like the at the end of the day there's still some hope. But when you have that, all right, well, there's gonna be a twist because they leave breadcrumbs. There's a twist coming, and you don't get it, and it's like, oh, okay, that that's a way. Jamelin is not promising. Do. <laughs> anything else that you consider fun because it's like the cast like jay said is great i mean mm-hmm. the performances are so solid right. like you got mahershala ali two-time oscar winner julie roberts oscar winner ethan hawk nominated ripped off like four times i think he's been nominated mm-hmm. the cast is good even the teens even we got kevin bacon showing up in there he's got a good cameo really great performances but 
any movie, you need that moment where K is like, you bastard, you just lied to me. You need that. Yeah. You can't just have it like, well, and, and they're having pasta. No, we got to have an ending that like kicks you in the gut. Like, oh, and this movie sets up way too much stuff. The director is throwing all these balls from the, create, the creator of Mr. Robot. If that means anything to y'all. He's throwing up, hey, here's some wacky sci-fi elements. Great. Okay. That's intriguing. Man, this could happen. Wow. That's amazing and incredible. Oh, and then we're also going to throw in some fantasy, mythical, magical elements. We're never going to pay off. They're just going to be random animals uh, coming through. Okay. Like, just go with it. Do you remember, was it uh, the in the world, the one with the Keanu Reeves? Uh, uh, you want to talk about those, these other apocalyptic thrillers on Netflix? That's yes. Because like, okay. You want to talk about the one with Theo James and Forrest Whitaker? How it ends? That was terrible. Was uh, I, I, like, I've watched, watched it, it twice. I still am like, really? You watched it twice? I've literally, I've watched again, it. I'm, I'm a glutton for punishment when it comes to those disaster movies. Because I'm going to figure out what the hell this damn movie is. <laughs> and I'm, I've literally watched it like, okay. And what the, at the end of that Forrest Whitaker movie, like, so did they get away or is it all crap? I I was I was really trying to figure out at the end of this movie, are we playing to a sequel or are we just end of a book? Because if that was the end of a book, I would probably be like ah. I'd probably be a little upset. But if it was the start of a series, I probably wouldn't be mad. I mm-hmm. but again on the movie, I was not mad. Like I know, okay, well, hey, at the end of it, there's still some hope in the world. You are really clinging to that hope. I guess I have to. Really? I have to cling to hope, okay? Hope. Jamie, no. yeah. <laughs> yeah, Sam as male. Uh, he also directed it. And in, in, in the movie, is it, it's just one of these films where everything is set up, where it's all depending. Like, you're either going to walk away, this movie was so great, or... I can't believe I spent nearly three hours watching this movie. And I don't think it's going to be one of those, eh, I think you're going to really like it or really hate it. And to me, another problem was there was an imbalance with the power structure. The power structure. This movie is based off of a novel. And in the novel, GH is with his wife, not his daughter. And I think when you have a cup, a married couple, mm. you have a dude with his daughter, you have this imbalance because, you know, there are times where they're having conversations. You got to leave out of here. The grown folk are talking. If it's two, if it's four adults, that's a totally different thing where, you know, I mean, you're married. You know how it is. Wife is going to have a way different conversation than your daughter. Yeah. Your daughter, yeah. simmer down. Your wife, you're having an equal conversation. Yeah. And that would and have I been a very that different is missing in this movie with the balance between the two couples because we already have some extraneous kids here, hmm. and we're adding a third one without someone for him to talk to as an equal, as someone who can give him actual valid advice. It's kind of missing, and yeah. that's changed from the book because in the book it's his wife, and wow. so like that, that the, the wife would have made that a very different movie. I, yeah. yeah, that that the wife would have, I, 
I'm trying to wonder there that tension between GH yes, and his wife would have been way different. Like why I mean, kid, I, I know what I'm doing. Wife would have been we're equal. Yeah, we're not man. doing this what you fly and seat in the pants. Right. That would have been a very different movie. Hey Stickman, are you talking bodies, bodies, bodies? Is that on Netflix? Netflix. If that's what you're talking about, and I'm sure they've done bodies too, but I really love bodies, bodies, bodies. The daughter is in that movie too. Oh. Really good. So anyway, Jalen, let us know if you watch it. In, in which way you, you skewed to. My opinion or Jason. We love yeah. we love to hear that. I mean, you have a little more knowledge. You have more knowledge than I did because the if I just I read, read it after I did my review. Oh, I my yeah, review and said, "Oh, well, that changes everything." Because I felt like it was not lined up properly, and it was like, "Well, mm-hmm. darn it, this would have really fixed this issue." Yeah, oh, that would have been a very different thing. movie. Oh, Jalen, please see Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. That that joke is awesome. I love that. Movie. What kind of movie is that? I've never. I don't think I've heard. That. It's like a, it's like a, uh, it's like thriller. a teen thriller slash hangover style movie, but it's really good. Kind of plays into a sort of slasher thing. It, it's good. I oh, can't okay. say too much more, but it's, I felt like it was quick too. So it, it went by and I was like, oh, wow. Okay, great. This is ending and it nailed in. So anyway, Jamelin came up with this great topic for me. And and said, hey, what's a what's a comic book slash other medium? Do you want to see adapted? I didn't give you a briefing on this because I wanted your your yeah. initial response. Like, hey, this thing deserves to be on a TV show, a movie. And it's not getting enough attention buzz for people to even go, oh, this would be cool. This would be great to see this on what other form. I mean, the funny thing is, because I, I think if 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 Invincible wasn't connected it, to a TV show, I would say Invincible is really one. I think we've hit irredeemable almost with the boys, but I think that would be. An, I think they tried to do that with uh, Burn Bright, which I still hope they actually really go in that whole universe. Because I think that would be really fun to see a really dark Justice League in an R-rated setting. Have you seen that? I mean, I feel like we've seen that multiple times. But I, I think like a, I mean, I think I think people want to see because they see the hopeful version of Justice League, which they need to see a real hopeful version of Justice That's League. What I'm saying. Right they need to see. You need to see a real hopeful version. Of like this is the color balance. When you can see, like, the even the Snyderverse is not a whole, uh, you know, bright and sunny justice. If you want to see something very much, this, if you didn't see these guys, here's what you see. You see Brightburn. You see, I don't, again, uh, for everybody who has not seen Brightburn, I'm going to try not to say spoiler. But well, why don't you move on to something else then? <laughs> yeah, I'm, a, I'm trying not to, but I think there could be something that could be fun where we want to, Everyone wants to see good action movies. I think probably going back to the wanted universe would probably be fun to go see. 
You still haven't read Big Game in. You haven't. I I need to come over to your house and and stats like all of those. I think that people want to see. We want to see good action movies. I think we want to see good comic comedy movies. And that's kind of where we everyone wants to be. We don't want to see drama. We don't want, like the Flower Moon might be an interesting story, but I think everyone wants to see that action universe that we can really jump into for multiple movies. And I think I don't I don't know where to go beside like kind of my the ones I mentioned. What do you think? What do I think? Well, let's see what everybody else thinks first. Yeah. <laughs> Ryan says two things that I think are prime IPs for movies. Okay. Brave Star and Visionaries Night of the Magical Light. I think I think Visionaries would make for an awesome, awesome movie because they could do wild stuff. And I'm I'm I almost see that as something like a Zack Snyder would really like show off the armor, make him look cool, just do crazy stuff with the holograms. And man, Ooh. I could see a Brave Star TV show. I'm trying to maybe like a max where they have a budget to spend on it where mm. they could just do it justice. I mean, I feel like if Netflix would be trusted to let it go three or I'm four. I'm sorry, years, wait. You remember what was it, Jupiter Landing? That's what I said. If I could trust him. I was saying why I said it, if I could trust Because what was it? Like is uh James Green said Robotech is a great universe. Jumping ahead. Jumping ahead. Jumping ahead. Yeah. That is that's one of those. If you had a great budget behind it, and that's you need you need something where it's great universe and sci-fi is always a great idea. I think yeah. that's the way you want to go to build a world. Visionaries Star Wars meets Return of the King with a Dash Revenge. I think that is okay. a great elevator pitch for it. That that's, would be, I mean, Visionaries would be a really cool movie trilogy. I think that would work really well. Uh James Green says. What about Robotech? See, for me, with Robotech, Robotech had a great cartoon series. And I feel like if they tried to do a live action version of it, it wouldn't do it justice. I feel like they would have to spend a gazillion dollars to make the effects look right. And at the end of the day, I just feel like the cartoon still holds up, where it's like, you're not going to make this better. It's, it's one of those rare things where, you know, you we all have our childhood nostalgia, but I'm like, there's no way a director could touch what we have with Robotech, let alone do it justice, where it's now like, oh my gosh, how did you ruin Robotech? I feel like they easy. needed to do it with it really easy. I, yeah. I mean, to tell that story well, they'd have to do it with a TV show, and there's no way a TV series could handle that budget. Invincible is really good, but Doing the animated routes is the only way it could work because yeah, I mean, there's too much expensive by too much carnage for that to work. Like, do you want to see like buildings break in the, in the scale of Invincible? There's in yeah. with Robotech, I they've always been trying to make a movie, trying to make a the next IP. I'm a person who's read every Robotech book. I've read, I've watched every anime. And then, to, and then when they and then when they and then when they tried to reboot it, I was like, "This is trash." It was like, "Oh, Min May is you know liberated." I don't give up. Flip? Are you kidding me? Min May is the annoying. I, I'm sorry. I and Min May is the. Would Min May be Taylor Swift? Would she be huh? Taylor Swift? Would Min huh? May be Taylor Swift now? 
I mean, if you were like every since now that her and Travis uh, Kelsey introduced themselves, they've been losing games. So yeah, that that would be Larry Minday. Love it. There, the loss is coming again. You trying to reboot Robotech and trying to do oh we're gonna do the Sentinels, but we're not gonna do the Sentinels. We're gonna do Robotech as trying to get to this new generation, and then you're like. Robotech Sentinels should have been made into a anime. You guys screwed up, and you're not going to make any money. And that's why they keep rebooting. So I want Robotech. I want them to try and do a movie, but I want them to follow the uh, James McAnee Ant Mean book, End of the Circle, or Sentinels. Don't try and reinvent the wheel and say, "Oh, that was nonsensical." It's like, no, go with the ones that like. That makes sense. It's very much like Star Trek in Return. I mean, Star Wars. There is one canon. Stick with the canon. Don't try and reinvent the wheel because when you do, you screw everything up. Why is this square on the sides of our vehicle here? Um, James Green says, What about Silver Fox? Very expensive to do. I think that's why. I think Amazon's one of those players. I think they have such a budget because Jeff Bezos has such stupid ass money that you can do anything. And I think he could do something like Sir Boston. You get, as long as you commit to it, you have to say, we're going Silver Hawks. We're not trying to reinvent the wheel. We're doing like Centurions, Mask. We could do that with James Gunn. I mean, uh, Jeff Bezos money. But we can't if we're trying to reinvent everything. It's not gonna work. You're really big on reinventing wheels tonight. You're like, because it didn't wheel shop. Get out of here. Because <laughs> I mean, hey, this is whoever mentioned uh, Star Wars. Those daggone sequel trolls. It, it was their fault. It was not my fault. I did not start this train. Okay. <laughs> it's a runaway train. There's no stopping it now. <laughs> Ain't no stopping us now. All right. I think Silverhawks is another one that just would be amazing, but they can't do it justice because all the great costume designs of Monstars, Mob, those guys are great. And I just feel like they would shortchange them so poorly. Maybe they did it as a CGI series, like a you know, like the Clone Wars. You know, I think that would work, but I can't see them doing it justice in a live action format at all. Okay, could we do a, a Master of the Universe? Do you think that would work? Yes, I think I think Masters of the Universe is something that I'm I'm still amazed. We only got that one movie, and no one's been like, "Oh, I can do this again." I just feel like that's something where it's a a huge tail license where it's just money, and you may have to spend money to make it work. But we saw what Peter Jackson did with. The Lord of the Rings saga. Imagine a director being that in love with the Motu lore and going, listen, this is going to make us money. And I just need you to commit to this. It's going to come back to us threefold. I just need a buff dude, not a CGI buff dude. I need somebody who's working out. He can act a little bit. I just need him to be able to punch stuff. It look cool. And we'll hire an actor to play Prince Adam. Mm-hmm. And I need you to commit to the sci-fi elements. We can CGI most of that. No problem. I need this stuff. We got to make it work. And if they were to do that, it would be a big-time 
franchise. I mean, the Transformers movies, I don't think since beyond these last two have been much, you know, worth much of anything, but they made a ton of money. The last two, I think, have made the least amount. They've been the best ones, Bumblebee and Rise of the Beast. Everyone was over it at that point. Yeah. yeah. Because, I mean, I, I mean like, Rise of the Beast was actually good. I was like, oh, okay, this, I would watch this sequel to this movie. Yeah. Because you could tell you the Transformers were. Jamelin says, I didn't even prepare for my own topic. But off the top of my head, two that I think could be great are Planetary. It's a hard sci-fi series. Yeah. And Bionic mm-hmm. 6 is a family-friendly movie series. Dude, Bionic 6 would, I mean, if you get little kids involved in Bionic 6, that would, I mean, especially in nowadays, I mean, jeez, they were a blended family back in the 80s. This would be an easy thing to do now. Like, shoot, they could just be running like a foster home. And, or shoot, our kids now have body power. Oh, man. Like, this now was another one. I just feel like it's so much right there. Yeah, that's one you you could sell... We can make toys. We can make. We we have a life. We have license in here. We can do this. Yeah, I feel like Disney would do a really good job with the Bionic yeah. Six because yeah. they they could do something without Marvel and just do it right. Jeez, it's right there. Yeah. I, I'm sure the rights of that aren't as cheap. It's expensive. It'd be worth it for it. Blake says, I want to see a series on the history of the Marvel Universe, how it's created, not just from the rosy sense of superb Stan Lee, Excelsior, drama, the other artists, like Mad Men, but the Marvel officers, etc. I would watch that show. That sounds really fun. Wow. That's actually kind of a cool idea. It's almost too good an idea to yeah, say. Yeah, exactly. That would be fun. <laughs> that would, I mean, especially because, especially as the film universe has lost its luster, that would really be this hole where everybody can be like, hey, this is why, you know, everything. What you love is this, but there's a darker side. I think that would be interesting. <laughs> time for it. Yeah, that'd be cool. Ryan says, HBO Shared Universe, Gangsters from the Sopranos, The Wire, Deadwood, <laughs> and Boardwalk Empire, Fight Vampires from True Blood, and White Walkers from Game of Thrones. <laughs> oh, get over here. I mean, you know, the funny thing is you could actually literally have the Sopranos crossing over with the wire. That would actually be kind of, and yeah, that would be actually fun. Make it happen. All right. 80s Kid says, give me a proper JLA movie. Which version of JLA? I'm you sorry. We don't tell do me that. that. We're not, we're not giving you a good time. Sorry. We're not doing it. <laughs> we, we'll give you recycled trash. Enjoy. Stickman says, I wish Paramount's Halo wasn't crap. Halo should be great. Oh gosh. Thank you. Sick man, because I actually wonder. I really had that in my queue to watch. Ah, crud. Like that. Shogun Warriors, 1970s giant robot robots, Force Five cartoon update. Bring it on, Blake. That would be fun. Okay, Jeff. As you said, giant robots. Could I get you in, invested in the giant robo? Isn't that right, Tyson? Yeah, I, I mean, you know, you know what I'd like to see that I think they could work as a live-action show? Trigon. Oh, I mean, that would be a great TV series, live-action. It just, we got to get a CGI cloak, coat, I mean, because I'd be all on board with that. Vash, yeah, Vash. That's, that's that would be Netflix. That would be fun. I'm still, I'm still trying to figure out because I, I did not watch Cowboy Bebop because it canceled it in the first season, but the fact I want to see the good anime, like our old school anime, like if you can be Go Go Thirteen, 
I would watch that or the animated. I mean, like if you give me a live action, I will fist of the North Star, I'd be down to see. But I don't know if they're gonna do it. Snake Eyes wants to see Thundercats after him. Wants to know why Halo's getting a second season. It must be really bad. Oh gosh, yeah. Ryan says Blake a biopic about Marvel in the 60s with Stan, Jack, Steve, Dicko, Roy, Thomas, Sean Basim, etc. His characters would be amazing. Yeah. Dude, I, I mean, hey, I'm not going to lie. If anybody's actually close to uh, California, you may want to pitch that idea. That sounds kind of cool. There, especially when you think about the history of where some of these characters came from and how they had to get there. Like, how Hulk is so-and-so. I think that could be really cool. Yeah. And then Blake goes, Chase and the Wheel Warriors, like his namesake. <laughs> <laughs> David's with me. I would love to see a series about Mask. Mask could be insane. And this is where, this here is where we get our guy, of course, why would I? Michael Bay. Get Michael Bay to do Mask. He oh, would go nuts, transforming everything and having the, the flying cars, the helicopters, the motorcycles. He would go, he would lose his mind because he doesn't have to care about the transforming stuff. He can focus on the humans, which is like the best of both worlds for him. And they've got masks that have superpowers. Mass has everything. And Miles Mayhem, they've even got great names. Snake. Come on, man. I mean, I would. I mean, like, can you give me spir- spiral zones? Another one, like in a world, like, like, hey, first off, theme song is awesome, but you give me spiral zone post. I mean, like a mystic trance. Like, I think you got something here. I, I think, and, and I think that's what the jokes that most folks from the '80s mess around with because we always like we had great cartoons that captivated us to get up not bother our parents when they actually were trying to sleep on the weekends. And we were captivated by these cartoons. We would so do that if you gave us the opportunity. That's why when you said, we're making a Transformers movie, we got excited. And then you gave us Transformers the crap show. And we weren't. So I think they, if you, there are plenty of IP, IPs around. I think it's a good idea. James says, side note, hear me out. I know he's small, but Zach Efron is he-man. I mean, the dude is huge as Kevin Von Eric. I'm like, what are you no. doing? You're supposed to look smaller. No, he's not. He's in 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 terms of acting world, Zach Efron is is diesel. Like, yeah, really. Like, I mean, it is a point where you're like, that's I mean, he's uh Tom Cruise. Yeah, he's good. Like he's, he's, he's basically got the He-Man haircut as Kevin Von Eric and yeah, Iron Claw. So I'm not even like, oh, I don't know about that one. Nah, if I if we if we can sign him up, yeah. Pirates of the Dark. Oh Water. my gosh! Thank you. Somebody else knows this daggone cartoon. Jeez, man. Thank you. My gosh, I'm still mad that Disney never actually finished the damn saga. Oh my gosh. You on Disney Plus? Yes. And it's literally they don't. I'm not gonna say they don't even finish half the story, and it's so annoying. Jason Wheel Warriors. Oh, good. Never gets you to start. A dark, gritty spiral zone, but good, not gritty, just to be cool. It really is something. <laughs> I feel like that's a perfect show for AMC. You know, just a compliment, Ooh. keep it rolling with our zombie thing. It's zombies because they got infected, but we got people fighting in costumes. 
love those outfits too. I mean, those would be great figures to read you. And yeah, man, it's just like Spiral Zone would would work. Yeah. Just, oh man, Jane was hot on Dark Water too. So it's not just. Oh my gosh, because it was it was such a good show. Like it came on after, oh gosh, Rescue Rangers, and you're like, oh my gosh, it's 18 episodes. Oh, what are we gonna do? And you're like, we're not even gonna give you a second season. Look, it is a cartoon. You give us at least 55 episodes just for breathing. Like, are you kidding me? <laughs> you're so annoying. You guys are lame. Oh my gosh, so was. Brian says my other favorite show was Exo Squad, but a movie that would take the budget of five Avatar movies. Yeah. It's one of those deals where sometimes they have to go that animation route, which you know, I was like, well, we got good animation. So I don't know if the juice is worth the squeeze on that one, but it would be cool to see that. Snake Eyes wants to know, Jace, you gonna watch Fallout? Fallout, the one, it's on Hulu, right? Oh, no, it's on Peacock. It's yeah. a, it got a second season. So we actually were talking about that. It's already got a second season. Did it even have a first? No, no, no. It was a uh, great. Oh, what we're talking about? No, it's the um, the one with Anthony Mackie. A uh, crash. Uh, a twisted metal. Yeah, twisted metal. That's the one we're talking. Our real truth is, it le- it needs to get a second season because I'm still I still feel burned by Jupiter's legacy because. By the by, the end of my last episode, it's not getting ruined, and I was still like, "You did not just put the cliffhanger at the end of this daggone season to not give me hook," and I was so burnt. I'm like, I wasted my whole weekend for you guys not to give me a second season. So, it, it at least it needs at least two seasons to get us hooked. I mean, me hook, and then after that, I'll probably look at it. Something interesting. Galaxy Rangers drop the mic. Redo the toy line, both. <laughs> well, Jay, since you're in a thumbs up kind of mood, uh, I have not. Mm-mm. Forest of the Nights, no for you too, Jace? Yeah, I've never heard of that one. Check it oh. out. Oh. All right. It's, it's not an up dummy of the week time, but. It is time for you, per our homework assignment from last week, time for you to roll out your top 10 films. It's the 13th, so there's still some time for some other movies to stumble into your top 10. If you need to make an addendum with our final show, well, I guess the final show, December 27th, we'll give you that opportunity. But right now, what are your top 10 films of 2023? The funny thing is, because I was expecting, I I had a list. Of my top, like probably fifteen, so I didn't want to overlap with everybody. So we weren't saying you're good. You can go nuts. Go all fifteen if you want. Five. Okay. So easy is John Wick. Are these in no particular order? No particular order, because okay. I, I actually kind of enjoy it. All the moves. Um, Seven Kings Must Die. I enjoyed. Uh, they killed. Uh, they cloned Tyrone. That's a Netflix. Uh, Scream Six. Uh, Oppenheimer. Fast X. Extraction Two. <laughs> and I think I like um, Cross the uh, Cross the Spider Verse. Oh, and I guess I can. Uh, was Spider Man Far? Um, no Way Home this year? 
or last year? Last year. Okay. It's, I think it's more than last year, actually. I feel Literally. like that movie came out because we've been waiting on figures on Marvel Legends for them for oh. three years, I feel like. Yeah. And uh, I'm going to give you, I think, uh, the, Pope's Exorcist, the Pope's Exorcist. Really? It was tw- 2021 on that one. Oh, you can't, oh, no, okay, so let me look at it. Still, no, I know. No, I'm gonna give, I know this one. Insidious, uh, Red Door. Okay. Yeah, I, I mean, as I say, I, I like the performances of Quantumania, but I still get annoyed with everything that happens to everyone. So, solid list, bro. So, if you had to point to one as your must-see favorite film of 2023, what would it be? Ooh. Uh, I mean, Scream, because that's the final finale of the whole series. I don't care what they try and tell you right now. Uh, <laughs> I think John Wick is probably my standout. I think John Wick, end of the potential end of the series, I think that's the one I would recommend. Look, this is the one. If I have to pitch for anybody else, this is the movie to see. Especially because I just, I literally just watched John Wick two and eight. I mean, four K TV. I'm like, wow, this is awesome. And then getting, I really am waiting to get to four. I really think John Wick is probably my standout movie of the year. And it's because I have not seen some movies that are probably on your list. Jeff, what is your list? <laughs> I don't have my list together yet. I'm still watching movies. What? Um, I will say that there's zero, absolutely zero chance that uh, John Wick won't be on my list. Mm-hmm. Um, and another one that will, at, well, shoot, two more that will absolutely be on my list, Extraction 2 and Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1. Oh, gosh, I'm, so, I'm still so mad about that one. That was, oh, I'm going to see that movie. Don't worry. You, you'll, you'll get the same effect watching in 4K. Forest oh. of the Night is the first book in a sci-fi noir, noir novel series about a humanoid tiger detective. Kind of like the island of Dr. Moreau meets Blade Runner Fifth Element. Sounds intriguing. Ryan says, I wish Universal could have made their dark universe work. Finally watched The Mummy, oh. and it could have been great. But Cruise and Crow, Crow fundamentally alter the tone. You agree with that? You know what? I She read that because was it uh, Tom Cruise wanted to make the hero not the mummy very much in very much how we remember the mummy is like it's a guy trying to trace that love and it's like no let's do this way and then when you see the image of the mummy you're like so what the heck happened (laughs) so you're the big bad and you're doing huh I, I don't understand just, just, just be Ethan Hunt. Oh my gosh! Yes. Do that. Let the money keep rolling in, player. All right. Well, now is that time. That very magical, special time of the week. And just because Chief is not here tonight, I guess you're gonna have to go first. I guess I got to. So, funny thing, I I said or was it on Monday night? I have my dummies of the week already set. For our freaking NFL for putting these daggone games that are gonna be trash on. I said, oh my gosh, they got us watching the Packers and the Giants 
and the Dolphins versus the Titans. Oh, my gosh. This is going to be trash. I'm not going to watch a minute of this. 40 minutes later. Yo, these games are pretty good. Yeah. Do y'all understand this This game's like a point down and it's going to last two minutes? Oh, these games are awesome. So the fact that I thought the NFL was wrong, I'm going to say the WWE week is this guy. Continuing on that theme. My WWE the week is Addy Mahomes for his rant. Hey, refs, you're not being fair to us. This ruins the integrity of the game. Like, bro, I've got picture receipts of the Super Bowl where the integrity of the game was screwed because your narrative of coming back, even though Nick Bosa was being taken on a date by your offensive lineman. And, <laughs> yeah, dude, sorry. I can't give you any sympathy. Him whining and crying to Josh Allen who's like, sorry, dude, guess that's what it feels like when you're the one that's getting screwed and not me. So, Love that. Love, hate to see it for him. But, um, yeah. And then earlier, or like, was it Tuesday? Oh, I'm really sorry. Yeah, sorry. The damage. Yeah, that, 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 oh, well, since I watched the film, it might not have been the call because the dude was, like, on the other side of the linebacker. Now, I, I may have not seen that because half the dudes were, like, literally saying, hey, you know what? That would have been Travis Kelsey's Hall of Fame package. But to Darius Kelsey, I mean, Thomas, Whatever the heck his name Tony. is. Tony. Dude who will not be playing for them next year. I'll say that. He he wasn't good. I mean, he wasn't, you know, he's better football player than I am. Like, that's it. But when it comes to football players who are making millions of dollars, that dude is not playing for the Chiefs next year. Like, Patrick Mahomes will be like, I will ship that dude and mail his laundry <laughs> to wherever you get him. But get this dude off my team. If he's there at the end of the week. Brian says, Draymond Green is halfway through his transition from NBA to MMA. Yeah, man. Wow. Yeah, I want to see how many games he gets suspended this week. I'm I'm, I'm kind of waiting for that. It's got – let me see if there's an update. Is this like – that 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 hammer has to come down hard. I mean, that put – I mean, that was – oh, that was a swing. Like, bro, that was a straight haymaker. You knew where that punch was going. There's no way you can say, oh, it's unfortunate he was there when my fists went that way. So the news is he's going to receive counseling before return from suspension. He is out indefinitely. Wow. So that's four or five years at least? (laughs) (laughs) Like, like, what's that mean? (laughs) Let's just do a light phrasing. Keep it vague. See, it definitely is only four weeks. Is is that mean like however much the owner pays me is what the suspicion is? What 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 is that? Help me out. So we'll figure that that out. So next week, hopefully, Chief will be back chilling here with us. He can share us his top ten. Excuse me, his top ten. And maybe maybe, Jeff will have his too. I I should probably have mine. I hope so. Yeah, you know, and then I want you to, to come with your list, and, and, and you all out there, too. Come up with your list of must-watch Christmas movies, where it's not really a Christmas unless you watch these movies. Because I'm about to start watching them as I begin wrapping up presents and getting ready for the big fat man to come down the chimney. All right, everybody. Thank you, as always. Bro Shot, thank you for hanging out with me. 
Ryan Snake Eyes after him. Jamie Lynn, 80s kid from the 90s. Blake Tarpley, James Green. I think that's everybody who's been hanging out with us tonight. Yes, yes. Great. So thank you all. Huh? David Thanos? David Thanos. Of course, can't forget about David Mm. Thanos. So thank you all. I'm going to be back on maybe even tonight to talk about these X-Men Marvel Legends wave two of X-Men 97 figures. But I'll definitely be back on tomorrow night for another edition of Laos Figure Files. For now, this episode of Laos Movie Files has been filed.